What's good, everybody? Welcome to 99 Miles Per Hour. This is Percy Garner, your host, and uh, I have a guest today. We'll get to him in a second. Um, I'm excited to have him on, but uh, I'll introduce him in just one moment. I want to give a thank you to our sponsor, uh, Peterman Plumbing. Uh, We appreciate everything you do. It's great to have a local business like Peterman Plumbing uh, supporting this podcast and making everything we do possible. Now, uh, make sure you guys check out all the Get Level podcasts. We already got the dogs. You know, even though I'm not a Browns fan, I support the dogs podcast. They're up over a thousand subscribers. Keep going after them, helping them out. And uh, I might have a little Manscaped giveaway because I accidentally bought an extra one uh, trying to help them out. But <laughs> we'll, we'll get that one going. I didn't know. It just showed up at the house. Uh, but maybe I'll give that away if anybody wants a Manscaped. Jonathan, you might want a Manscaped. But, <laughs> um, uh, but I want to talk about this guest. Um, so this guest sought me out in, I think, 2009. And uh, I thought he was off his rocker and he had no idea what he was talking about. And um, I told him that ah, I don't really need anything. And um, boy, was I wrong. Uh, He was able to see the future. He was able to, you know, pursue me because he said I had a great character and that uh, I love the Lord. And man, uh, I'm just glad that God put him in my life and we were able to uh, take this journey of professional baseball uh, to the next level. And Jonathan was able to show me so many things about life and baseball and business all in my nine to 10 year career. And uh, I'm really glad to have him on the show. Uh, but I, I wouldn't want to call you CEO or the owner of MSM sports. <laughs> Is that good? Yeah, man. Just, just Jonathan. Yeah. MSM <laughs> baseball. Yes. Just Jonathan. He says, now he's not just Jonathan. This guy, uh, man, like if you're one of his clients, you, you'll know what I'm talking about. But this dude here, man, is just, I didn't think there was a, a, a bigger, you know, cheerleader for, uh, their client until I met Jonathan and, uh, man, I appreciate everything you've done for me. I, I'm glad to have you on the show, man. How you doing? Um, Percy, I am great. You know, I, uh, man, I, I don't, can I just, can I hang up? Because that introduction makes me sound really good. I mean, if we talk like you are, if we talk, people are going to say, man, he sounds like he's a pretty good dude. And then they're going to be like, man, Percy, you dipped low, you dipped low in the pond to grab that guy. <laughs> well, there was, you had a couple things going for you, you know, you Ohio native, you know, and right, you know, you right. pursued me before, you know, yeah. you know, I performed well. So <laughs> you saw something and, uh, I mean, I guess that's part of your job description. Well, when you, when you meet, you know, number one criteria, when you're, I'm a, like you mentioned the good Lord, I mean, I'm a Christian sport agent and that's, that's not as common as people might think, or maybe it is common for some, but you know, when I, I could tell right away that you had a spirit within you that was deeper and no matter how long baseball lasted for you, life was going to be good for you and your future wife and children and whomever you would meet. You didn't even know Krista back then, right? You didn't have these beautiful children, right? No, I didn't then. have any beautiful children. She, we were blessed now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you and Krista were just uh, just getting things going. So, yes. Yeah. But I mean... We're, you're blessed as well in that department with great family, and uh, and we'll we'll get into that in a second. But I kind of just want to catch up with you know yeah. how everything's going. You know, being a sports agent, you're the first yeah. agent I've had on this show, and I thought it'd be best to have you 
Thank um, you. Yeah. So uh, I wanted to hear your outlook, how things are going now. I know a lot has changed since, you know, I guess 2016, 2017, uh, when we were in the thick of things together. Yep. And, and now, you know, with COVID and the shortened seasons and baseball is taking a turn, I, I kind of want to know what your opinion is. So I, for yep. you and MSM Sports and and, yep. and Mike Montana, how's, how's things going with you guys? Yeah, thanks for asking. You know, it's, it's um, as, as when we worked together in uh, nine through all the way through those years and when we started it in 2000, it's like it's, it's similar but different now in that you still care about kids and you still care about families and you want to help them navigate all the things that's more than just playing on a baseball diamond, right? And so with COVID, um, it's about um, it, it's been a challenge because um, from a big league standpoint for the guys that we have at the big league level, like a Josh Harrison, you know, that was a two-time all-star with the pirates now with the nationals, et cetera. You know, Josh, um, um, while he was away from the game as it was ready to come back, you know, he is more financially comfortable than most of our clients. Right. Yeah. Because most of the kids that we work with um, are being, are soon to be drafted. Um, and that was affected, and we get into that, Ooh. or new minor leaguers um, and just getting started and wait, now we're stopping, or honestly, in a veteran minor leaguer that all of a sudden said, stay home. Yeah. And, and so you, as well as any ball player, any athlete that plays a game, if you take a, quote, year off, now guys worked out, guys played scrimmages on their own, whatever best they could, you take away from competitive playing of a sport for a number of months, there's going to be a challenge to getting back into it. And and that is, it's been hard. It, kids lost a year of their baseball life and, uh, and helping families walk through what that meant. The young men were advising in high school, college, pro, in the big leagues. You know, it, it's been different for every family, but a lot. Yeah, and I can see, I can imagine just because, you know, once you come back just without COVID and when you take your off season for a couple months and you come back January, February, you know, everybody, it's like you got to just get get back in the swing of things. So I can't imagine taking, you know, a whole year off. And, and there's a lot of people that think about the, the high school students that, you know, graduation, prom and all that. But there was a lot more that goes into a high school career that was affected, especially if you're trying to go to the next level, uh, play college ball or Dover's got a guy um, who has a chance to, you know, be drafted or, or and he's I think he has some D1 offers. So um, it's Toledo. Oh, yeah. Toledo. Oh, he's committed to Toledo. Okay. Brandon McNoon. Yes, Brandon McCoon. And he's I mean, yeah. I know you like to talk me up, but. This dude looks like he's got, you know, he's got it going for him. He's got velo, and he knows what he was doing. I didn't know what I was doing in high school. So, <laughs> Pretty special, and shout out to one, maybe the best high school coach I know. Yeah, right? Doug Bertrand. Uh, <laughs> you a lot of love uh, because uh, there's a lot of talent that comes out of Dover, and people get better there, not only athletically, but as young men. True, true. And, I, you know, I still hang out with Birch and uh, – you know, he's still giving me tidbits every now and then. And uh, maybe I'll have him on here one day. <laughs> yep. But um, we've got a story. Yes. He, he all about the Cubs, though, the entire time. Come on. <laughs> we don't want that. We don't want that. <laughs> you can just say, hey, we're having a Cubs podcast with Coach. And oh, by the way, we'll talk a little about Dover baseball. It all started. That's going to be 40 minutes of Cubs and then a little bit of, hey, Percy. Yeah. Uh, I know. What are we going to do with him? What are we going to do? Love him. Yeah. But uh, 
but yeah, so we talked about all the, the challenges that were there and, you know, yeah. a lot of people don't know what it's like, you know, they, when, when people think of a sports agent, I think yeah. they immediately, like, if I didn't have any experience with you or, you know, heard about the horror stories from my teammates, you know, and it, it was like that all through college. If you want to talk about sports agents, coaches, everything, I just felt like I was blessed. I never really had a coach where I was like, okay, this guy has no idea what he's doing, no matter what sport I was doing. So I had been blessed that way. And then meeting you and just seeing, you know, the nightmares that um, my teammates are going through in college and in pro ball with their yeah. agents and I'm just like, yeah, my agent doesn't do that. It was just, it was just refreshing to say, you know, you know, not rub it in their face, but it's just weird to, to, to see uh, all the things that they go through. And I think, I don't know if you've ever seen the, uh, the HBO TV show called Entourage. There's, yes. <laughs> there's, there's a character in there. One of my favorite characters of any TV show or movie of all time, you know, Ari, he was just amazing. And when people watch that, that's just, the image they see and yes, you're, you know, you're a cheerleader for your clients, but you, <laughs> that's not your lifestyle. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. Not my lifestyle. That, that show is a good people ask two things. I get entourage and uh, Jerry Maguire, yeah. you know, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, and, and, uh, I, I, that, uh, I don't have any clients where their brother's names are TP and there's ants coming up the walls and things like that. <laughs> But there are clients that you fight for to the bitter end. And uh, and uh, when he, when Cuba Gooding's wife was so mad about the contract offer, you know, we can't, you know, I deal with that every day because I work for you, the player, but I work for your wife and I work for your family. Yes. And if mama happy, then you are not a good agent yes. because that's to you, right? And I thought that was special how you included Krista, you know, you're in Mike's relationship with Krista. My kids was great. And, uh, you know, my relationship with your kids, you introduced me to your family and it, that's what you guys said up front, right from the beginning, you, you know, it wasn't just like, Hey, your number, it was, Hey, you're Percy, yep. you know, meet my son, uh, Noah Jordan and yep. you know, my wife. And it was just, yep. it was just a family environment. And that's what I, I loved, but, uh, just talk about your family a little bit. You know, you got, you got what three kids and everything's going on. They're all involved. They're in college, yep. you know, so all yeah. that fun stuff. Yeah. So, you know, when I started this, um, my mom and my wife said we're all in and everyone else thought I was crazy. And even my mother said, isn't that a slimy business? And I said, it doesn't have to be. And I approached Mike Montana, who's not on here, but my business partner. I had a dream. He had the dollars. He said, I didn't tell him that you didn't make money for all those years. So <laughs> but but it's all, <laughs> you know, support, uh, uh, my wife and now my kid. I mean, Noah is 22 and in, in, in college and runs all the social media, our website, msmsports.net, oh, okay. social media. Um, my daughter is a junior at Miami. Noah's at Miami. My daughter, Corey, is at Miami. She's 21. And my youngest graduates. His last day of high school is tomorrow, Jordan. Oh, man, don't let him go to – that's our rival, Ball State's rivalry. <laughs> Yeah, he's not going there. He's going He's going to play baseball at Miami. So we got oh, three. Oh, man. But I will tell you, talking about you and my family and my favorite story, how cool you are, Percy. And I know this is not just a big old, you know, love fest here, but this is just too fun. So we're seeing you pitch for the Clearwater Thrashers. Okay. Okay. We're down there, Clearwater. And we're all excited as a family. Man, we're going to go out to eat. You know, they're all excited. Percy's on the bump, and you pitch, and 
you come walking out and we're just waiting for you to come out of the locker. And of course it takes a little longer because you got to look good. I mean, you always like <laughs> that locker, man. You got the shirts, got, I mean, hair, I mean, to the nines, man, that's Percy Garner. You got to look good, right? Yes, exactly. Right. So we, so you come out and we're like, Hey man, well, you know, let's go to, let's go to BJ's. You know, that's a pretty good restaurant, a little bit of everything. So we're sitting there at the restaurant and having a great meal. And I start doing this, you know, I'm jumping around and, and Sharon's like, my wife, she's like, what's going on? I'm like, I don't know where my phone is. I don't know where my phone is. And, and I'm just freaking out. I'm like, my gosh, my phone, because I'm an agent, man. I mean, I got, at this point, I got 50 texts since I saw you. Yeah. Right? Yes. Gosh, and I'm freaking out. And this is what Percy does. This is what you do. I'm like, man, it's okay, J-Mo. It's all right, man. You know, just relax. You know, we're going to be all right. Let's think it through. And you're, you're processing as the father should. My kids are starting to get all this. And you're like, it's okay. It's okay. We can do it. <laughs> So what do we come up with? He said, well, let's just go back to the field. Do you know the little bench? Do you remember this? The bench. Yep. Right where you come, there is my phone. Right by the little practice field. It has been drizzling. It has been raining. There are a billion people that walk by. Nobody takes the phone. And the phone still works. And we all settle down. And we're all good. But and we all have a bazooki at, P at BJ's. Oh, come on now. Chocolate cookies. Uh. It's ice cream. Are you kidding me? Uh, but the best part is, I, my wife, we're pulling out and you, we, you go your way and it's the end of the night. And she said, my gosh, I just love that guy. And I said, she said, what you do is it's so much more than just negotiating contracts or deals or, I mean, these are, I mean, they're family to us. They're, they're family. And I always feel that about my kid, my clients. I mean, it's so much more than just business. And Percy, you are just another amazing example. You and Krista, I mean, we've come up your way. And remember, we ate that great restaurant in the cellar of somewhere. I don't even know where you put it. So, <laughs> like, maybe you didn't want people to see me. Went to the bottom of the place. I think We're that was the, the was that the Zor Tavern? I don't know. It might have been. It was. It yes. was. Walking deeper and deeper. And I say to Mike Montana, I'm like, dude, if we ever did anything wrong to Percy, he's off and it's like right here. This is where I'm going. I'm dying in the bottom. There's some men around <laughs> But it was family. It was family. And that's always has been and always will be. Yes. It was a special restaurant. Just like when uh, the, I got a little story. Whenever um, we signed, you know, uh, yep. the Phillies said, hey, you know, you could take your, your family out for a dinner. And I took the whole city of Canton to, to the Olive Garden. <laughs> Mike Montana said people kept, I was in Texas. Remember with Bobby Duran? Bobby Duran yep. was out of and so I was with him and their family's like, let's go to uh let's go to Wolfgang Puck and go to a spa. And I'm like, well, I mean, that's not I'm not really a Wolfgang Puck or a spa kind of guy, but you know, let's go. And Mike's like, man, we're at Olive Garden, it's just a small group, and then it's a bigger group, and it's a bigger group, and it's a bigger group. And I remember you're signing Scout, right? And, hey, and Dion. Like, yeah, uh, Dion is like Man, this is a party. This is a party in Dover. There man. was thirty-two people at Olive Garden with me. <laughs> Mike Mike says it was one of the most fun days he's had, and uh, I only I I got a lot of moments with you, but I I heard about that moment, and that sounded like so much fun. <laughs> it was. I brought everybody. <laughs> yeah. Well, you were getting your you were the dentist when you were drafted, you punk. Yeah, you know? I know. I had to take my center my sister to the orthodontist. <laughs> Orthodox like Percy. I got the Phillies on the horn here in the second round, man. It's the Reds or the Phillies, and I'm trying to get a hold of you. And thank goodness it's good communication. You said, man, you know what? We get this. Let's go. And we got it done. And you're like, hey, man, you're a Philly. I'm like, oh, sweet. I'm at the dentist. 
Well, that was you. You had it all set up for me. The draft board. You had all the teams that were interested, and uh, I mean, it was it was a breeze for me. I just had to sit there and let the butterflies go, you know. (laughs) But uh, but those are all great stories, and you know, obviously, we've had you know great times. And um, but you, I know you you're a businessman, and you're always trying to better yourself. So uh, I mean, the last episode or a couple episodes ago, we asked uh, another businessman how he's trying to better himself, and we kind of we kind of got him. He was like, "I don't think I'm doing anything. I need to do something." And he texted me after and was like, "Purse, you really you know got me." So I I, you know, and he's trying to you know see something that he can improve himself on, some self improve. So uh, you know, what what are you doing lately these days that you know you know really keeps you you know your head in the right space and stuff like that? Well, I I tell you. I, I alluded to earlier and I mentioned that being a Christian sports agent and, you know, as you go and as you're around this industry, you can be drawn in, right? There's a lot of things going on around you and, and people making choices. And so I've always been a you know man of faith that has made good choices and, and led by, you know, what I do, what I, I will say, if I would bring my client back home and I'd want him to meet my wife, that's the kind of client I'd want to work with forever. And so I work with good guys and good families what I found myself is I would be putting myself like maybe we're in a bar situation or we're heading out to a restaurant or, you know, I'm going out with lots of single guys. If you're a single guy and I'm taking you out, you're allowed to say, hey, man, she's pretty fine. Right. You know, <laughs> I'm a married man. I'm not just like, yeah, man, let's go. You know? And so what, what I have found, what I to better myself every day. And this is not just saying I, people I tell this, people, you know, I literally every call I make. Before every time I pick up the phone, I just ask, I, I say as prayer and I say, Lord, help guide my words, my actions, my mind, my deeds. And, and it, it then it puts on me, it, it convicts me, Percy, to if my mind starts to wander or if I start to say, you know, people are not always great people. And you want to say, you know, pardon me, you know, screw you. You know, <laughs> yeah. it, it, if I say that after I just said, Lord, be with me, I'm just totally just telling the Lord, screw you. And I just, and so it. Fix me, and so I use that philosophy. So to better myself, and I continue to do this. You know, Josh Harrison was a free agent at the end of this past COVID season, and I'm calling around the different general managers. Mike Rizzo is obviously where we ended up with the Nationals. I was talking with John Mazoliak with the Cardinals, Farhan with the Giants, et cetera, et cetera. I would get on the phone and. I just mentally prepare myself by saying, Lord, be with me. Help me do the best I can to work for my clients, to honor you in my words, my actions and deeds, whatever the deal is, whatever the contract was. And that's where I am. And that's what I try to do. I am human and I fail. Just if you'd like me to get my wife on, she'll tell you the number of times I failed. This <laughs> <laughs> but as a man of, you know, a father and a business owner and a, and a man that works for great young men like yourself, um, you, you hold yourself to a higher standard where there are people that are counting on you to be and have levels, high levels of integrity, faith and direction that you give them. How can I possibly alliance faithful direction if I am failing consistently myself? So I, I call on the Lord multiple times a day to continue to guide my words and actions. I like that because, I mean, you know, people could just say, oh, it's a little prayer. But when you say it, you kind of. You know, you're trying to set in that the tone and it's always having God with you. And I think that's when when 2011, when I, you know, had my, you know, my my change and what I was doing, that 
constantly was on my mind as well. So that was a good one. That was a good one. I love, I love, I appreciate you sharing that. And, yes. um, and now this show, I kind of, obviously I love doing the current events, catching up family and seeing what everything's going on. But, you know, then we try to, you know, dive deep into, you know, what, you know, you got going on in, and as, as a sports agent. And I just, I know we talked about it a little bit. We talked about, you know, the, the common, you know, I guess the general uh, stereotypes of sports agents, but just, you know, if you could briefly just explain what the job of a sports agent is, like by definition. Sure. Well, first of all, I should have gotten a degree in psychology uh, because I'm walking moms, dads, and players in off ledges are about ready to jump more than anything. <laughs> now, so you go to be a sports agent, go to college and get a psych. No, I'm just <laughs> all seriousness. Um, it's about being present. It's about being present. And so I guess, um, let me take. Let me walk you through a minor league client, um, Jalen Ferguson. He's with the Orioles organization. Yep, yep, yep. And so Jalen was a high school draft pick, um, signed a decent signing bonus, um, gave up going to college. I'm a big proponent of going to college, but he really wanted to play. So he comes in and he and he battles for three years of uh, being in, in spring training. So he's up and down, up and down, staying in spring training. Finally, gets to go out. Um, so my job for that young man is to be present to help keep his spirits up. Go visit him. It's it's easy to go visit a big league client, Kyle Freeland in Denver, right? Yeah, you yeah. Josh Harrison or, or Percy Garner with the Indians, right? Yeah. Or Jamie, whatever. It's easy to go see a big – but what about the young man that's toiling in his spring training home, away from family, away from anybody he knows? Go visit him. So I would visit Jalen, and I would encourage him. We'd go out to eat hopefully not leave my phone on a bench in the rain. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but then as he's, so he gets promoted and he's going through it. And on 2019, he's, you know, he's been a long three years. He finally makes it to some rookie ball. He's doing well. He gets moved up to a ball for the playoffs. He's feeling good. He's just, his, I just was at his first at bat in double a Altoona. I saw it. Uh, well over a year. Right. Yeah. I and, saw it. And so the mental being present. So as an agent, you know, the number of texts and calls a day, it, it, people are amazed the number of information I gather on my phones, the people reaching out to me, but I also reaching out to them. So my day is about being present. If it's for all those young men in the minor leagues, the young men that I'm advising, if they're high schoolers, or that involves the player and their parents, the college kids. I mean, we have a number of guys in this year's draft. And so the draft was moved to July. There is a lot more time between when you, you got drafted in June yeah. we have for a month more. So my Ooh. day entails being present for the, all the different levels of kids that I help and families. That, that could be, cause you know, I think my season ended like May 27th or something like that. And then I got drafted like June 3rd. Yeah. I can't imagine an extra right. month of just right. nervousness and like, ah, what's about to happen. So you yes, know, it's it's tough for all those kids uh, that are going through that now. But, you know, they yeah. got they got people like you and uh, I'm sure their support systems are there. And, uh, you know, good luck to all your clients uh, moving forward. And um, I love that we talk about Jay because he's just, you know, a ball of energy. And, you know, he's definitely a guy you like to be around. So maybe I have to make an appearance at his yearly uh, baseball camp one of these years again. 
Hey, it would be great for this podcast if you want to have some fun now. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, I'm, I'm trying to get it ready. I just didn't want to because I was trying to have, uh, you yeah. know, I had a couple Indians players on. And, you know, I'm going to get Jay Hay on here, but I got to set the mood right for Jay Hay. You know, I want it to be <laughs> a memorable episode. <laughs> right? You know, yes. Um, one thing that and it's something and I don't want to direct you where you don't want to go, but people often ask, what's it like to be an agent? And, and if you want me to go there, I can go. Yeah, because let's do it, it. You know, it's one of those things that I get approached probably between myself and Mike Montana about 25 to 50 times a month on I want to be an agent. And so I, I want to encourage young people. It's great. Baseball is great. Being sports is great. But the, the reality is it's a business. Right. And so you have to if you, it's a very emotional and I love what I do. But I'll go back to Josh Harrison. And for your listeners, Josh Harrison's a two-time All-Star. And, you know, uh, but let's go back to how I got paid with Josh Harrison to give you an example of what it's like to be an agent. All right. And I, I want I, you to touch on where he had to bet on himself, have confidence, and yeah. you, that's a – yes, do all that. <laughs> it's – so this young man, um, I start watching him as a sophomore in high school, all right, sophomore, junior, senior. He goes off to Cincinnati, and he's a good player. He's undersized by a lot of professional scouts' opinions, all right? Mm -hmm. So in his junior year, these are the types of things we got to face. He's always smiling, right, Percy? <laughs> Josh is always smiling. He's yeah. So he's taking infield before the game. He's playing some short, and he's smiling. I legitimately had two scouts text me and say, I'm not sure this guy's serious about playing professional baseball. He's always smiling. <laughs> That's the stuff I, and I'm like, is there something wrong? Well, you know, we need to see some intensity. We need to see some, you know, I'm like, so I tell Josh, he's like, J-Mo, I mean, I, I, I just play the games. I love the game. He plays it for the love of the game. I'm, I am serious. I mean, look at me. I'm taking all my work. I'm not fooling around. It's yeah. not like I'm being a fool out there. So then he starts off that year and he has a very rough year and he's, and he's, and, and so, you know, and I love professional scouts. They're some of my best friends. But their job is to get the best player they can in a, you know, they, at least amount of money or the teams want yeah. to get a player for less. And my job is to get kids paid as much as possible. So he goes to Louisville, and the head coach at Louisville, to this day, Dan McDonald, says, I got Josh Harrison drafted. I'm is, that the one the that same, is that the same one that got me drafted too? Yeah, right. right. <laughs> That's exactly the case. You blew up at Louisville. Uh, yes. They're to see guys, and they're like, oh, my gosh, who's this guy throwing 96 smoke with movement? And that was – well, when Josh goes down there in 2008, he gets on base 15 straight times. I can't make a 10 for 10, five walks, and the and the scouting director with the Cubs says to his local scout, he goes, um, how come we're not on that guy? <laughs> and he goes, but this is the story, six-round draft pick. 140 grand, starts his pro career, loves being a Cub. One year later, traded, traded to the Pirates. He was the afterthought in the trade. He literally, everyone in both teams has said, it was a couple lefties from the Pirates went to the Cubs. A couple guys went over to the, Josh was the throw-in. Two years later, he makes it to the big leagues, all right? So the reason why I'm going there on what it's like to be an agent and what it so now I've known Josh three years in high school, three years in college, two years makes it to the big leagues. Okay, so now we know each other nine years. 
I get paid when a player makes more than the major league minimum. All right. So two years into the big leagues, I've now known this young man. I've been watching him since he was 15. Okay. Two years and 11 years, I've been negotiating his contracts, getting his deals, working hard, visiting, loving on him. And I love every bit of it. He says, Jamo, I owe you $2,500. I'm so excited to pay you. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, my wife's about ready to kick my butt out the door. Right? <laughs> so but my point is, when these young people reach, I want to be an agent. I said, you have to realize that you're not getting it. You see the big deals and you see the big contracts of great players like, you know, Tatis and Harper and, and Trout and all this. But that is the minority. The reality is 92% of my clients will never pay me outside of the draft. So if you're, uh, and so I try not to be harsh or cruel to these young people, but I'm basically saying, ask your father what he does. Oh, you know, my my father does this X, Y, Z. And I said, well, what if 92% of his customers didn't pay him? (laughs) Then the kid goes, well, that would really stink. And I was (laughs) He, he'd be broke. He'd be poor. We'd be living on the street. I'm like, hey. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> but praise the Lord and the good Lord. I mean, I had Brandon Webb early and Jamie yeah. Carroll early and Mike Bassick and Josh Harrison's. And I got the Percy Garners and the, and, the, and the awesome players in my career and my 20 years of doing this that have been there to stay with me, be loyal to me, me loyal to them. And not everybody has to make – I. You know, Percy, we everybody knows you were a big leaguer. Were you a longtime big leaguer? No, I mean, no. you weren't up there yeah. years and years. But the reality is what I gained from you and your family is so much more than dollars and cents, right? I mean, I, I learned what it meant to persevere. I learned what it meant to be a man that, that, that stood up for who he loved and, and had started a family, a man that was not afraid to keep trying and keep working and made it to the highest level. And even when you weren't at that highest level, work hard to get, you taught me. And so when I talk about Percy Garner, I talk about your story and your passion and your drive. There, I can't call Visa up and say, I know Percy Garner, does that pay my bill this month, right? <laughs> and, and they'll be like, that's awesome, but you still owe me. But the stories I can tell about the honor of working for you and Krista for all those years, is invaluable. When I speak to rotaries and, you know, groups and ball teams and young people, and I talk about young people that are in situations that are not ideal always, and I can say, I can point to stories of you and Josh and Freeland and others. So you're not, as an agent, you're not always paid in dollars. We're in a world where dollars do matter. I mean, I'll be candid with you guys. I'll be straight honest with you guys. COVID hits last year. The big leaguers played 37% of the season, right? Uh, they played a 37. Guess how much I got paid? 37% of my salary. I already told you I got three in college. Yeah. I got a wife that works, but I mean, I got a home and mortgage and, and I'm a small agent, 20 years doing it, but we keep it small. You know, we got 12, 15 guys, you know, guys, five, seven more guys were helping in the draft. It was tough. But it's with faith and good clients and the stories of the young men I work with and prayer, ultimately, that's why I love what I do. But it's not for the faint of heart. And for the young person that wants to get into it, it's not, oh, I want to jump in and be an agent, an intern, I want to make millions. It's, it's perseverance and 
honestly, you need to be fortunate too. I mean, yeah. Brandon Wood was a seventh round draft pick that threw a four seam and a curveball. He went to high A. His pitching coach said, you should try throwing a sinker. I'll never forget the phone call from Brandon Webb. Hey, Jay. Hey, man, Jonathan. They have me They have me throwing this sinker, man. That's this sinker. And I said, what's a sinker? He said, no, this, this two-seam sinker. And I said, okay, all right. That ball that moves, a sinker, I got it. We're, you know, Easter, I get it. He hit 30 guys that year, 30 dudes. He says, they think I'm trying to kill him because I can't control it. I'm like, just keep throwing <laughs> Two years later, the big leagues, 2.84, Baseball America Rookie of the Year, Cy Young in six, second and seven, second and eight. I And he was I Cy said, Young with Kurt Schilling and Randy Johnson as teammates, <laughs> right? That was the, the stories I heard, you know, Schilling is well-documented. Schilling is, 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 is a couple beers short of a six-pack, yeah. right? 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 <laughs> but, but, but so you can imagine Kurt Schilling, Randy Johnson, and Brandon Webb they would roll together in the same car back and forth to the stadium. And uh, and uh, I digress here, but I got to give you one story. No, got keep, hey, let's go. Kurt Schilling, Randy Johnson, Brandon Webb, they're in Florida, okay, playing the Marlins. This is as the story is told to me by Brandon Webb. <laughs> man, we get, in, we get in this car, man, and these people are chasing us. They're chasing us, man. They're chasing us. Right back to the hotel, they're chasing us. And so we get out of the car, and we race into the elevator. And this dude gets in the elevator with me and Randy Johnson. And he slips in. He goes, <gasps> and he's got these big eyes. He said, Randy looks at him. He stands up, looks at him with Randy Johnson. Yeah, that's a big dude and a mean dude. He goes, I was so scared. I thought he's going to kill him. I thought he was going to kill him right there. I thought he was going to kill him right there. He said, get out. I'm going to get. And he said, Pushes the button. I don't even know if we're on. I don't even know if we're on the floor, man. I don't even know. <laughs> I, I just sat there like this, quiet. And I'm like, okay, Mr. Johnson, can I just go to my room? <laughs> I hear the stories. I'm like, I, who would have been if I'd been in there? I would have loved to have been in there. Yeah, of course. And, and for y'all that don't know, Brandon Webb is from Kentucky, and he's that's the accent that Jonathan is and I, did, I thought you were lying until we had we went to Oregano's, I think, and we had dinner, and yeah. I was like, wow, he really talks like that. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Eastern Kentucky, and that's good. I mean, I like it. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's fantastic. But, yeah, man, it's, I, love, I love what I do because the stories and the families, and it's, you get so much more than the dollar bills. But I do need some dollar bills, too. <laughs> You do, you do. I need some bills. I got to pay the bills. Man. Yeah, and that comes with, you know, great clients that, you know, you're fortunate. Like you said, you got to be fortunate. And a lot of people will comes back to that. You know, they see the stereotype, the stereotypes in the movies and they think, oh, big dollars. But there's a lot of time and investment. And, you know, I like having, I liked, I liked having an agent like you that knew me and, you know, we had that relationship. Yes, there was other agents running after me later yeah. that had no idea who I was when you approached me. So, and that also, that all tied in back to it. So, um, it's just, there, there's a lot that goes into to professional baseball and everything that goes around it. And, you know, yeah. a lot of people out there, yes, it's great to be drafted. Yes. It's great to play a professional baseball, but it, it's all, it's not for everybody. <laughs> it, there's a lot to it. I mean, if you're playing a game that, the kids have been playing since they can first walk. Yeah. But 
where it becomes a business. It's a $10 billion industry. And, you know, we're baseball came back and we're working through some things with protocols. And I mean, even Washington, D.C., which is a little bit tighter than some. They just announced they're going to have 100 percent capacity mid to late June. Damn, so basically, nice. it's exciting. Right. And and uh, but we do have a collective bargaining agreement that's up after this season. Oh, yeah. And, and if I'm a fan of the game, you know, I, I want players. I mean, I, I I'm a, as an agent, you have to be certified by the Players Association. You know, there's tests I got to take. There's things I got to do. There's fees I got to pay. And that's the same association that's your union as well when you played. And there are definite things that the players want. Well, there are definite things that the owners want. And But for the average fan, you've lived at the highest level. I've been blessed enough to represent guys at the highest level. But for the average fan, which is 95% of the country, have not played big league baseball or more or been an agent or in – they're going to see owners that are billionaires arguing with players that are perceived to be millionaires. Many of them are. And so my prayer, and I'm praying about it literally daily, is that I know there are some things that players need to get in this agreement. And I know there are some things that owners need to get. Well, these are grown men and a lot of lawyers that just need to sit down and say, for the betterment of America and society, we do not need a shutdown. What we need is people talking. And I can honestly say, and I can't speak for the owner's side, but the leader of the players is Tony Clark, a yeah. longtime big leaguer. And if anybody's watching your show that's a baseball fan, longtime Detroit Tiger, so within your region, right? Yeah. And a classy man, played with Webb in the Diamondbacks, so I've known TC forever. He is a accomplished, amazing leader that wants baseball to happen. He wants baseball to play, and I sure hope so, because it's America's pastime for a reason, right? Yes, and I've been, you know, watching. I can't watch the Indians as much because I don't have cable and the, you know, the blackout. You know, free yeah. the blackouts. <laughs> Get rid of the blackouts. But, uh, you know, I'm back watching baseball again after I'm over it, you know, being out, you know. No. <laughs> but uh, I'm having fun with it, watching Bieber and uh, him being amazing. Yeah. And, um no, I I just been watching a lot, and I've been loving baseball again. Uh, you know, after my bitterness is over, but um, <laughs> but um, but I know we we there's more stuff I wanted to cover, but I'm glad you know I, we're gonna have I'm gonna do this podcast forever, so you know maybe next year we'll have you on again, and we can actually touch the other stuff. But I'm glad that we were able to share stories and talk about our experiences together. To me, that's way more, you know, impactful and inspiring. And, you know, just to hear someone like you in the business talk about it and talk about the pros and the cons and and just give you a real perspective. I think that means a lot. And um, for me, before I hit you with, uh, you know, my fast questions, and I think you might be able to answer these fast on our last couple guests haven't, but <laughs> too much. Here we go. I, I, the fast round, the lightning round. I'm good. Yeah. You ready? You ready? Well, before we get to that, is there anything else you wanted to share, touch on, um, that you didn't think you mentioned? Well, I, I will say that, you know, you came up in the Cleveland Indians organization. So I have to do a shout out to, uh, Chris Antonetti and the guys over there because I work with all 30 clubs and, uh, from Scott Barnsby, the scouting director who I deal with in their front office. These are good people. They These are. are good. And they're, they work hard. They care about their players. And, uh, you know, for being a – there was always great communication regarding you and Eric Stamets, who was a big leaguer with you guys. And even, you know, Mike, go back to Mike Bassett with Mark Shapiro and, and some of the guys that left there. But uh, so 
shout out to the Indians, you know, from an agent perspective, all you want is good communication because I'm working for my kids. I'm working for my clients. And if you don't get that back, and I would love to say that every team was as great a communicator as the Indians were, and they're not. And yeah. I won't say ones that are not, but yeah. the Indians, I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, and, and from my experience, the Indians, you know, they handled every situation that I've had the way yeah. that I think, you know, I would love to handle it. And they were yeah. respectful. They were, you know, businesslike. And, you know, my yeah. experience with them were great. They care about their players. So, um, you okay. know, I hope they have a great season going forward. And, uh, you know, I'm going to keep watching. So, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so let's get into these fast questions. And I'm going to yeah. try to be creative. Yeah. Try to be creative because I already know your some of your favorite things. So, um, let's do this. And I'm not going to give you an unfair question. Like, who's your favorite client? No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then I'd have to pull out the list of the three hundred and seven that I've represented. <laughs> yeah, That'd to be, be a the, long answer. Yeah, that That'd would be. be. Answer, that would be. All right, let's do this. Let's do this. Um, favorite city to visit uh, on baseball Phoenix, as a uh, for baseball for baseball. Um, Phoenix spring training. Okay, I like it. Going to a ball game, Denver, Colorado. Ooh, okay. I never got to go there. I got to go to Connecticut to watch to play against the Yard Goats. But yeah. uh, never, yeah. never got to go to Colorado. Amazing there in Coors Field. Yes. Um, let's do. What's your favorite sport outside of baseball? Um, favorite sport outside of baseball. I, think I'd I know say this. Football? football. Okay. 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 Uh, some football. Uh, I guess not professional college ba- basketball. Oh, okay. 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 So I guess college basketball is just too much fun. Yeah. Season older with the Dayton Flyers. And we had Obi Toppin there two years when COVID wiped uh, out there. Oh, Obi. Right. Obi's going to be special. He's getting a little hidden there with the Knicks. But yeah. uh, do like some football. Um, I'm a diehard. Gosh, I'll get booed off your podcast. <laughs> I root for the terrible Bengals. Oh. Burrow's cool, man. Well, I you're from Cincinnati. Stuff. You're from Cincinnati, so. Right. Yeah. I originally born in Philadelphia, though, so I still root for oh, my Eagles. Yeah, oh, so I root okay. for Eagles a little bit. But college basketball across the board, I don't get booed too much. I like college basketball. Good. Okay. Um, what is your favorite hobby? Um, favorite hobby is gosh, now that's a quick. I, I know my wife would laugh about this. I am when I am home. I love grabbing food out together. I know that sounds like a hobby. No, but, but we, I, no, it is. Like, I get you. Fun. It's fun going to fun little restaurants for lunch and little day trips, and uh, she's my best friend. So I'm not. I'm gone a lot, right? Yeah. So, but um, outside of that, I have three kids that still love to hang out with me. So anything having to do with the crew, man. I uh, we got a five pack, and we have a lot of fun. So. That's what's up. That's what's up. Um. All right. Who's your favorite kid? No, I'm joking. Uh. <laughs> I know each one. But I know everyone would say them. You know. <laughs> uh, that means you're doing a good job. Um, one last. Let's do one last one. Okay, what do you got? Favorite actor or actress? Favorite? Okay, so I since it's the last question, I can make it a little bit of a story. All right, right? let's do it. Okay. So, first of all, I love Jack Nicholson. He's an old-time actor, but it was he's fun, right? So, yeah. I got to throw Jack Nicholson out there. He's awesome. But I got to give you my story because you're a basketball fan, too, all right? Yep. So, this three-minute version. 
I'm a good friend that I'm on a board with invites me to the Lakers Celtics game play um, finals many years ago. Wow. Okay. So we're staying at the Roosevelt Hotel. Was that 09? 2010? This would have been, yeah, uh, Ray Allen throwing, yeah. throwing up. It's, I mean, just unbelievable, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're at the Roosevelt Hotel right down in L.A. And at their, at their pool, you got to check your phone in because there's so many celebrities at this place, all right? Uh, so, so here we go. So I'm laying out. I'm hanging out. And I ordered some chicken something, chicken kebabs. I don't even know. But it was something. <laughs> So imagine me, sorry about this visual, <laughs> laying on the side. I mean, just, I'm laying on my side or I'm laying on my side and I'm just eating my chicken, hanging out, talking to my boy, Mike Olson. And I hear this voice. Those smell really good. And so I turn over. It's Megan Fox. <laughs> right next to me. So I, I can't make this up. So I suck in. I suck in. <laughs> <laughs> little peck, little peck bump, right? Maybe a little peck bump. I'm like, it's chicken. Duh. It says, "Hi, I'm Megan. Hey, I'm Jonathan. <laughs> Would you like a piece of my chicken?" <laughs> oh, does Sherry love that story? No. <laughs> well, I'll take this one last step further. And Friends, the television show, there was a list. We could list five people on that list that if you met them, you could hang out. Yeah. Right? Megan was on that list. Leave it to you to find somebody on the list at the pool and you're away from I'm like, all I did was share some chicken. I swear, all she got was chicken. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Uh, I just, I, I, I love, I love your you know, your personality and the way you, you know, you're just joyful and, you know, um, it's, it's good to have joyful people around. And, uh, you know, I always, that's my prayer when I'm praying with my son, you know, I like to uh, I thank him for everything he's given me and especially the coaches and the people and the friends and everybody around. So, uh, uh, but I appreciate you coming on the show. You know, we're gonna have to have you back on here. You know, we got to get Jay Hay on here. I don't know how the season's going. We may wait till the off season. We'll see. Uh, yeah. But uh, but we'll we'll make that happen. But um, thank you, I, me, guy. This is fun, Percy. It's just so good to see. You. I, I I mean, I can't. I've never been talking to you this long and not like hug you, man. Yeah, I I need to roll up and <laughs> hug you soon. Right? Exactly. We need to hang out. We need to hang out. But I know you're busy, so I was I'm very appreciative that you're able to stop by and talk with me a little bit. And uh, you know, let everyone in the fam. I said hello, and I, yes. I'll miss them. And uh, you know, we'll make this happen again. But you know. Uh, I'm, oh, I'm not very good at staying in touch, so you might have to reach out to me. <laughs> I will. I will text you. One of the few people that when I look at my iPhone, I get green. I get green, man. You, you. <laughs> oh, I, so I'm about to be. I have. I have my uh, iPhone, and I'm. Oh. I'll, I'll text you from that number from now on. So you'll be blue. Blue. I'll be blue again. <laughs> Because I never know if you're going to get the pictures I sent and all that. Right? Oh, yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. <laughs> well, I appreciate I will, I will, I will. Again, I appreciate you guys, uh, you stopping by and, uh, you know, sharing all your knowledge with us. I appreciate everybody uh, who's tuning in and make sure you like, subscribe. I forgot to say that at the beginning of your video. I always forget. Josh, why don't you remind me? And, uh, no, I appreciate everybody who shows this channel love. And uh, I guess I'll see you guys Tuesday. Peace.
Casa It feels like Casa Blanca Shawty, you my little mama I got a crib out of water Say me Casa, su casa It feels like Casa Blanca